Verulam Sports. Hello again and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. This is Tony Rice in the week that was International Women's Day on Monday. And I say, why should we just celebrate women in sports on but one day? Let's extend it. And I'm excited to be joined by a XGB star hockey player, Kerry Williams, almost a century of caps, who uh, was doing most of her earlier activity up in my patch of Leicester, is now joined us here in St. Albans to get back into the game. Kerry, how are you? Good evening. Oh, I'm well, thank you. Um, thank you for the lovely introduction. Um, yeah, just really pleased to be here and, and pleased to be getting back into sport, especially during this year when, you know, connection is quite restricted. So it's amazing to be able to get that through sport. You've made already two vital points, but let's circle back because, as I say, uh, Monday the 8th was International Women's Day. We are, we're extending it. I think it's important that that mm-hmm. is the case. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned in the intro, you did achieve almost a ton of caps for GB in hockey. But there are barriers in a lot of people's heads to get into sport sometimes. And of course, they are amplified for various reasons in, uh, in women's heads. So Kerry, inspire us all and tell us about your sporting journey. What got you into sport and then the love of hockey? I think, um, yeah, I mean, sport's been a, a central pillar of my life since, since I was young. Um, it's mainly because I come from a really big family. So um, like my parents were one of 10 and 11. So we had, I can imagine how many cousins I would have had out of, out of that. And the only thing we could do was to go outside and, and play sport, um, you know, kick a ball around. Uh, it was very competitive because there was, there was quite, quite a lot of us. I, uh, me and my sisters were kind of like the only girls because we were surrounded by boys. And so um, it just, just became something that, that we did naturally. Um, Played, played all sports in school. I needed it to, to keep my energy. I was quite hyperactive. So sport was a great way of like calming me down. And um, I got to probably about the age of 14 and I was doing um, swimming, like ballet at a very high level um, and then hockey. So I had to make a decision at 14, like which lane I was going to pick. And um, I'd always wanted to go to the Olympics because I used to watch it on TV. I yeah, loved Sally Journal. I loved Linford Christie. And um, and that was the aim. And I thought hockey, because I'm quite small, that was the, that was the sport that I was going to get the furthest in and um, kind of just went from there. Just on that quickly, though, I'm fascinated mm. to, to learn those balletic skills. Obviously, great core strength, obviously mm-hmm. uh, appreciation for space and movement. Mm-hmm. Did you find that they transferred uh, to the hockey field? Yeah, I think it definitely, yeah, it helped especially because I'm I'm slight I was quite good at I was strong for my my size and my body weight um so that definitely helped the core core strength and also gave me my my lack of flexibility because of needing the speed and power in hockey didn't help my ballet but actually the ballet helped to it pushed me <laughs> like my flexibility to uh so that then I could like I, I didn't get injured as much and um I was pretty pretty strong and and everything like and actually ballet and bar is something that I think you can do all of your life because um, it does it just definitely helps if you can control your own body weight in whatever you do then you know life's going to be a lot easier and I 
really think that the influences of your family obviously played a, a crucial part in that. And I'm very pleased that we mustn't lose sight of the progress being made in society. But still, there are stereotypes and there are certain uh, w models that we all, to d varying degrees, pigeon ourselves into sometimes. Mm. And not everybody, of course, would have that access directly through sport just by dint of um, the family uh, model that you had. Again, two people out there now uh, riding the wave of International Women's Day, listening in, mm -hmm. who maybe just feel as though sport isn't for them. What would your words of wisdom be? I, I think for me is that sport teaches so many valuable lessons. And, and I think the most important thing is, is how to understand your body, like how your body moves. Everyone is totally different. Like I used to know if I, you know, if you twist your ankle or if you actually really hurt yourself, like I understood my own body through sport and, you know, through learning. Um, you, you learn to not be fearful of making mistakes. It's a great learning ground for for those kinds of life skills and it's also something that you can always Im improve on and learn from like that's what I've realized like going back into ho hockey now and especially at St Albans they've got clubs from under eight all the way up to the Bodiceas which is over 65s and these are people that are wanting to move wanting to get some headspace meet other teammates you learn respect you learn how to work with people um, from all different walks of life so I feel like it's it's bigger than just the coordination, the physical part. It's it's like a it for me it was an escapism. It was an opportunity to learn to progress. I never thought, um, I mean, I didn't think anything of it. As I've got older, I'm just grateful that my parents gave me the opportunities. The, my, the school that I went to, sport, the, the teachers were really invested in sport. Um, and I'm just glad because it's taught me so lot. Everything I do in business and everything comes from, from the playing field. So I just say it's finding the sport that works for you, but it's understanding your body and, and knowing that it's okay to fail and to learn and to try. Do you know what's so important about the message? It also made me think as my mind was wearing 10 to the dozen there. You mentioned, of course, a real icon of the female sporting arena, Sally Gunnell. I've been very privileged mm. to interview on two occasions and um, again, she made that precise point to do with fear and overcoming mm. fear. And she said, and it was really powerful to hear it come from her mouth and hear it tonight mirrored in your own understanding that it's okay to be afraid. We're all mm. fearful, but sports values and um, support base means that we can actually learn to push through that barrier and then once you've done that in x whatever your event is it's amazing because you've already given yourself a little bit of an anchor for other aspects of whatever circumstances you are in and i think for me that's such a powerful point and again can you just uh, expand it and illustrate how those very values have really uh, manifested itself away from the sporting arena for yourself. Yeah, I think um, I think within a work setting. So I um, 
I, I currently work for I work for Nike in um, the sports brand. Uh, so I've been in marketing for kind of like the past 10 years. And, you know, you have to do a lot of presentations. You do a lot of storytelling. You need to take people on the journey with you and get them on side. And I think sport just teaches you like in the heat of the moment when you, you know, you need to, you need to communicate with the rest of your team, what needs to happen to stop the opposition or to score a goal. Like you get really sharp and effective on what you need to say, how you need to say it and um, how to like stir up passion and emotion. Like there's, there's sport. I think there's only two things in the world that are really uniting forces, sport and music uh-huh. that can really like evoke emotion. And I think when I have to like, you know, stand in front of the company and I, and I, I have to deliver a presentation or explain you know what we're gonna what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it it's that the same messages that I have when I was cap- when I'm captain in a dressing room of like how you're gonna address the different people in the room what you need to say to get you know the defenders ready or like you know to get the sales guys excited what you need to say to get the digital guys excited and it, it comes that like that rallying cry of that dressing room moment where you align everyone behind like a really clear vision and I think in sport, the vision's easy. It's like, we want to win mm-hmm. or we want to, you know, perform, like, perform our best. And so it's really easy for everyone to like get behind that. And so it's taking that, that learnings like into, into the work, work setting, but also then evaluating when things go wrong or things go right. Because in sport, you do that. You play the game, we lost 1-0. Okay, what happened? Mm-hmm. And how, how can we stop that? How can we, it's not a blame culture of like whose fault it is. It's like, okay, well, what went wrong? What can we do better? That's and the I mantra think, of the winner though. Because there is a tendency sometimes to do the opposite of embrace the, you know, uh, it's not me, it's the world or what have you. And I think that um, attitude there is precisely why, inspired by the likes of Sally Gunnell, having made firm choices, having uh, it could have been ballet's loss, as it were, was the GB hockey's gain, uh, Kerry, that you took that journey. Now, take us back again to the sporting context for you personally and the GB journey, nearly a century of caps. How on earth uh, did you get selected initially? Can you remember the sense of elation when you were first selected? Yeah, so it, it all happened quite um, quickly. I remember not not being put forward for county trials like three years in a row by my coach and then another coach came in and was like why aren't you playing for your county like you're you're a good player so within a year I went uh, I got selected for county then I got selected for the Midlands and then you go to a regional tournament and I got selected for an under 16 England trial so this is what I didn't even know this existed it was it was all very quick very crazy and then I remember the letter coming through because you go for a trial like a three-day trial with like fitness testing and with all of these girls that every everyone there had went to a private school I was state school educated everyone were from hockey families everyone knew each other and I was just this new it was all very new um and I remember waiting for the letter to come through the post and being with my dad in the living room and asking dad to open it because I couldn't read it I didn't want to read to see if I got selected or not and then um yeah just being totally elated and and excited that I was I was going to represent my country um, so it started with the juniors under 16s. I played under 18s, um, under 21, and at, at the under 21s, that's the first time when you go to the World Cup, the Junior World Cup, where you get your name on the back of the shirt, and like that was an amazing moment. That, that's you know, really, really, yeah, it's crazy because you have like your family name 
on your back and then the badge of your country and like you stand and you sing the national anthem and it's you you just feel so proud um, and it's something that no one can ever take away from you and um, it's, it's a fascinating one for me because i love sport i'm passionate about all forms of sports i'm very much uh, a pundit and uh, an armchair fan these days but i truly love sport i think it's an absolute critical part of life and i think it is theater of the highest level but mm-hmm. i'm I, I i'm amazed by this because uh what an achievement as you say and to then hear that anthem um mm-hmm. it must just be a culmination of an awful lot of hard graft sacrifices and it was just make all of that feel totally worthwhile. Just again, that sense of representing your country and then of course yourself and indeed the family. Just just give me a sensation of somebody who's never gonna feel that. Yeah, I think it's it's weird because like you have that real elation. Um, but then you also have the 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 flip side of like the the worry and the doubt of like I just want to play well. I just want to perform like I always used to love playing abroad because like I, I I could just play I didn't have anyone who knew me watching me like whenever we used to have tournaments at home and I could see my family like part of it was reassuring but part of it was like I just want to do well to to make them proud because you knew that like that people knew that I wasn't like my parents daughter especially mm-hmm. because of how distinctive I look and how distinctive yeah. like my, my dad would have looked in a, in a hockey space so um, I just wanted to always, always make them proud and, and, and knew that it was as much as I was following my dream, they were being, they were supporting me and they'd sacrificed a lot. Absolutely. So it, it is that like, feel, you feel really proud, but you also feel that pressure to be like, to, for all of it to be worth it. You know? And the thing is, once again, in that cooker of the highest pressure some people will wilt and other people will just find that extra something something and quite clearly that's how it applied to you uh again framing as we have done in regards to international women's day extension obviously you know we've talked about uh the challenges there but let's just focus in on one or two points you've also made here as we broaden challenges to uh, sport and perhaps for sports in general. Do you think, have you noticed that there is still that element of elitism to hockey? And is the game looking to address that? And how have things moved on from that stance in your experiences over the years? I mean... It's it's actually quite interesting because obviously this year we we saw or last year we saw the Black Lives Matters movement, and um, some of the girls from England hockey reached out to me the current the current team because they wanted they wanted to talk talk to me about my experiences, and um and a lot of a lot of my friends within hockey came to me because I'm the I'm one of only four players of color in the women's game that has ever has ever uh, played so. Um, it was weird there's like a need there's a lot of people there's a lot of like ignorance without without realizing it it's total um there's a lot of people like i'm not i'm not racist the sport isn't racist there's just not that many people of color in it and it's like okay i understand that but you need to ask yourselves why that is the case like like what are the pathways into the sport um how expensive is it like how are we how are we being supportive 
to 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 help a diversity of thought diversity of of of, of play within the game um and it was interesting because the game has not has not evolved there's there's not been you know it hasn't really evolved that much it has become more of a private school played sport um and i and i'm really i'm really good about that because it's it's such an amazing game the the great thing about hockey is that you there is not one type of player yeah you can so you fast, have athletic it? players skillful players you can have tall like it doesn't matter what size shape you are you actually can have your own style and that's why it should be one of the most inclusive games um i just don't think it's supported well enough structurally whether it's within mm. the schools um and, and people are trying to make a difference mm. as one of the boys um one of the gb men's team reese who was trying to take it into inner city um schools and just to to, to widen the, the net um in terms of talent pool coming in yep. um but a lot of the things as well for young people they've got many options for sports of course and i i now know as a parent like the first thing i'm like i want my daughter to swim because it's just like a life skill. Yeah. And then you also don't want to force her into sport. I want her to have coordination. So I'm looking at gymnastics, judo, those kind of, those sports. And then I just think it's, you should just get children into as many sports as possible. But the crazy thing is, it is expensive. Whatever yeah. sport you play, you know, my, my daughter did ballet. She did a ter- couple of terms of ballet before the pandemic. And I was like, well, like you have to have you have to have a level of disposable income that you're going to invest in your child for them to do sport, or you have to be someone who's quite active yourself and see the importance and the value in that. Um, so I think that there's death, definitely barriers. Money is one of them. I, I hope off the back of this pandemic, the government sees that actually health is the most important mm-hmm. thing, and we need to really be investing mm-hmm. money in. In, in having a healthier society. So one hour a week of PE is not enough. Yeah. Um, after school clubs for sports should be free. There should be connections with, with sports clubs. And um, because ultimately that's going to, that's going to help relieve pressure on the NHS. That's going to help people live happier Absolutely. lives. Absolutely. Give people experiences to learn and to, to develop and, and that social skills and trust and, Terry Williams, you've got my vote. Yeah, you've got my vote. I tell you, good stuff. (laughs) But uh, coming back, of course, though, to to the the sporting question, where um, almost despite context, you rose to the very highest level, and to claim medals at uh, Commonwealth and World Cup levels, uh, once again, not just exceeding but excelling. Just uh, talk to me about some of those memories from those wonderful occasions. Yeah, I think again, it's it's such a it's such a weird one because when you're you're in it, you're in the tournament situation. You're 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 with your teammates. So like that 2010 summer where we won like three tournaments on the bounce. It was the first time in the World Cup that the team had won a medal for like 50 or 60 years or something, and we'd been together for like 12 weeks of the summer or maybe 15 weeks, like this. 16 18 of us you, you you're in the hotel room or on the training pitch there's lots of recovery there's lots of playing cards in the corridor or reading or sleeping it's like it's really not glamorous because you're trying to do everything you can to prepare yourself to perform um like 
the Argentina, the World Cup was amazing. They had thousands of people. I think it's the biggest crowd we played in front of, like 20,000, 30,000 people singing, fireworks, just incredible. Like I would never, I would never forget that. Um, And then the Commonwealth Games for me was just amazing in terms of, it was in India and it was culturally so eye-opening. They would like release the hawks at half time to get rid of the moths on the hockey pitch. Never seen that before in my life. Um, and just all of the other countries, all of the other sports. And I'm, I'm quite a social being. So I just loved it. Loved being in the village, seeing what everyone, what everyone was up to. And, um, and just being immersed in sport and surrounded by people that are also wanting to be the best in their sport. So I think it's, it's memories that I will, I will never forget. And I kind of wish when I was in it, I'd taken more pictures or, you know, just try to... But, when you're an athlete you almost don't want to be distracted it's very much sleep eat play rest repeat Um, it's another common theme that's interestingly enough once again uh was uh, mirrored by sally gunnell um Mm. it was her i guess you could say one regret was that Mm. it wasn't that she didn't enjoy the successes she did but it was, as you say, just that intense focus, which I guess is the sacrifice that is necessary to achieve these remarkable feats. But then when looking back on retrospect, it's like, well, what a journey, but I don't know, maybe, maybe more could have been uh, appreciated, grabbed from, uh, seized. But I suppose, true when they say we cannot have it all. Uh, Kerry, I'm amazed by your passion for this and uh, really valuing your company just now. But one of the key things that's coming through for this conversation is that you're eminently aware of the important power of choice that we make Mm. and decisions consciously that we take upon our journeys. Now, again, uh, moving International Women's Day forwards, it it is another challenge, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, unique to women, is that Mm -hmm. when motherhood comes, that obviously has massive uh, impacts on the body. And I say that uh, knowing that I'm never, ever going to experience that personally. So Mm -hmm. just talk to me a little bit about that and then the need, therefore, to sort of move away from the sport that has given you such an amazing journey? Yeah, so I think it was it was a really difficult decision for me when I um, had my daughter to, like I, I wanted to be back playing hockey. Like I, I, I needed something that, that felt like me because all of a sudden you go from, you know, I, I, I'd played internationally, I'd, re- I'd reti- retired at like 26 international, from the international sport, but was still playing for my club. Um, I was working um, like in the corporate sector so it's like all go and then all of a sudden you you have a child and then your life it's not irrelevant but like matters then that's the only thing that matters and there's the moments where you, you need a little bit of yourself and actually I went I went back to training a little bit after about six months um, but I was just struggling to have consistency so I did a couple of indoor seasons which are a little bit shorter um I felt like myself again which was amazing and it was nice like we, we actually made it to the national finals with Leicester we were on the tv and Vivi could watch mummy on the tv with grandma and granddad which was amazing so it was nice to be a role model for her but then I got to the point where she was nearly two and I just thought sport was the it was more important for her to play sport on the weekend than it was for me to play sport on the weekend in that period 
So it's only now she's coming up to five where this season I've decided to go back. And actually she, she came to training for the first time. I, my, uh, my mum and dad brought her down to training so she could watch mummy. She joined in with the girls and she understood that mummy, mummy needed to play sport and Vivi can play sport. We can just do it at different times. Nice. Um, but it is, it was a journey. I had to almost, I always thought I'd just play the whole time and it would all be fine, but it mm-hmm. was, you can't, you can't do it all. And, and I do think women are superheroes. Yes. Honestly, I go, what do you said about like pregnant, if one man in the history of the world had a baby, I'm pretty sure life would be very different. Like I say, I, 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 I made it clear this is something <laughs> I can never even begin to try to uh, put in the ballpark world of empathy here, to be honest with you. <laughs> but it, it just throws up many challenges of like what, where your priorities are. And like, as a, like, I'm, I'm quite a driven person, but like Vivi comes first. Yeah. And then, you know, I need to, I need to, role model the way i role model to her is is mm-hmm. um being a being a happy like a happy moment a happy yeah. moment for me is 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 like a challenging at work it's sport it's my friends it's my family um and i want to show her that i want to show her as much as possible you can jug, you can spin the plates mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can't you it's hard to do everything um, two two things uh, really quickly before i let you go and enjoy your wonderful family time um mm-hmm. Again, talking empathy here, just in the current uh, zeitgeist of this now, uh, from a um, uber successful athlete who chose to be a parent, could you truly empathise with the uh, very emotional Serena Williams interview very recently? Obviously, Mm -hmm. so tantalisingly close for that ultimate Mm -hmm. of ultimates, equaling uh, getting to the 24 slams. And uh, obviously she, again, as with yourself, uh, got back into sport rapidly uh, after becoming a mother. And she's obviously eminently conscious her window of time to get there, 24, is uh, narrowing. Could you really understand the headspace, perhaps in a way that I can look at and dig, but not truly? If you can, uh, just for us all, kind of translate something of what they must have been going through for, for Serena in that context, if yeah. you don't mind in attempting to interpret. Yeah. I mean, firstly, Serena is an absolute icon and a hero. Like I've fortunately been fortunate enough to meet her. She's an Amazon, like an absolute Amazon, like such an athlete. Um, it's ridiculous. But I think wi- the window for women to have a career, have a family it's just so much shorter. Like I know when I like retired at 26, I had another, I was peaking, I was peaking in terms of my play, but I knew I needed, I wanted a career because I didn't want to go straight from hockey to having a children and then not having a career. So I, I consciously made the decision to take a step out because that's what I wanted. And I think with, with Serena, like she, she's a history maker. She's an absolute history maker. She has, you know, it's not just women, but it, it's people of color. Like she is a game changer and, and, and she, she's striving for progress and she knows like getting that record, like she goes down in absolute history. She's, she's breaking glass ceilings constantly. And it would, it would have been that like emotion of like, unfortunately like time, because I'm sure she would love to have 
more children as well but she's at the age where it's like title children it's those very real decisions that um you know that's really emotive that's really tough whereas like men do not have that time pressure you don't have that you don't have that that pressure of I've literally got 10 years to achieve all of these things I don't know what's going to be right for me or not but I've got to hedge my bets and I've got to I've got to go for it and I think that's a real you know it's it's emotional it's tough and it's frustrating and it's also not easy absolutely it's, it's really not easy um and you feel like you're letting people down the mum guilt is insane she will have been sat there thinking i've not spent as much time with my daughter because i've been training for this and then this hasn't worked out and now you know you're constantly in a guilty phase because you because you feel like you you should be giving more to other to other things whether it's your passion or your work or your yeah. child and you you know so i can totally i don't know if i articulated that very well but it's just the you, you for me you know. i can only merely uh, give you my two pennies and say that made mm. a heck of a lot of sense to me and as i've said throw my hands up uh, i am uh, a, a, a man uh, i will never have this unique perspective and i will many things on this uh, plateau but I am not an elite uh, athlete. So for me, the way that you express that has at least given me, and I hope you there listening in, a true insight into just some of these unique challenges to the female superstars. And you know what? You're all superstars. And actually, my humble opinion only, we all are man woman child or at least we can be my two pennies only coming back though to the domestic world and of course back as you are now to the world of hockey having gone through such a wonderful journey through all of planet earth rising to the very zenith of your chosen sport and back here in St Albans now obviously you mentioned your successes came from the mighty East Midlands up in Leicester my old uh, haunting grounds but uh, St Albans itself has got a rich history of Olympic hockey stars what's it been like there and uh, are you enjoying your time here at St Albans and the the hockey club there yeah no honestly I'm loving it I think for the past well I've lived here since 2012 and I think every year at the end of the season, I get an email from St. Albans saying, hey, would you be interested in coming to play? And each year I just say, thank you very kindly. But no, I was, you know, I was either still playing at Leicester or I was taking a break from hockey. And then this year, um, one of my old Leicester teammates, one of my very best friends, um, she literally knocked on the door and she's like, you're coming to training. My husband's here to babysit. So you can, you, you, we're going. And she was like, honestly, if you don't like it, then you walk away, but you're too you're too um, young and too good to not carry on playing. Um, and I went and honestly, as soon as, as soon as I started hitting a ball, I was just like, oh, this was so great. The girls were so welcoming. Um, the atmosphere at the club is phenomenal. They've got, you know, like I said, from under eights to over 65, there's so many different teams. Everyone's so passionate. Everyone's so helpful. Um, I've been down coaching um, like the Flyers team, which is like the... Um, uh, like the, the, t- the team for like disability um, and like uh, young people and it's just an in- incredible 
um, club setup, much bigger than the one that I was at Leicester, because mm-hmm. Leicester was very much just a female only, whereas mm-hmm. it's dual gender, everyone's welcome, and it's it's really diverse. So I, I was, yeah, I've been totally blown away and massively impressed. Well, um, do you know what? Sounds to me like St Albans uh, Hockey Club could well be something of a blueprint for your great sport of hockey going forwards, given the various uh, conversations we've had about some of their need to diversify mm-hmm. and to embrace a wider panorama of the UK society. That's really amazing to hear. Mm. Yeah, no, it is. I was honestly just massively massively impressed like they had a little barbecue in the summer for pre-season people would you know play on the Saturday then coach the juniors the next day watch the men's team in the afternoon or watch the Bodiceas and it just felt like a it just feels like a, a family um and you know like my daughter started school this year and I and I just was like I'm so glad that we have the hockey club to go to as well so that then it's like a different demographic. And I realized as growing up, that's what really helped me socially is like, I wasn't just with my peers yet. Like at school, the sport outside in sport, you're with women who are 10, 15 years older than you or a couple of years younger than you, because it's based on ability and talent, not age. So it just gives you the chance to kind of discover who you want to be and not have that competitive peer pressure. It just gives you another space to to express yourself, which I think is really important. You know what, you've truly inspired me and I'm really grateful indeed for your time. Um, if people are listening and have, uh, you know, intrigued, want to get into hockey, uh, want to learn more maybe about St. Albans Hockey if you are in this neck of the woods, uh, is there a website or is there any other particular uh, websites just uh, for England hockey generally that you'd want to uh, make us aware of? Yeah, so England hockey will have every hockey club on there. Uh, you can you can go and, and pick your, your club, but... Uh, St Albans Hockey, uh, Hockey Club has its own website. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. And um, there's a Strava challenge happening at the moment where the teams are going against each other to, you know, to run um, across Europe. Just it's just very community um, led. And as well, the Flyers as well that has a, a separate Facebook page. So if you type in St Albans into any social media or um, the web page, will come up and it's um, yeah definitely recommend it well i can say this much it's been an honor and a privilege to enjoy your company kerry thank you ever so much indeed um i would like to extend uh, that gratitude to yourself to your family keep well keep safe and uh, just uh just keep being a true ambassador for your great sports and a really inspiring character thank you very kind